What's going on, everybody? I'm Kevin, host of the I'd Tap That Cigar Show. What you're about to listen to is the audio only of a video interview I did on our YouTube channel. If it gets too confusing about what's going on, please feel free to visit the Cigar Prop YouTube channel, look under the playlist, I'd Tap That Cigar Show, and maybe look at it instead of listening to it. But if you're listening to it, it means you like podcasts. So hopefully all of this makes sense, and let's start the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Impromptu Night Live, presented by Corona Cigar Company. We're coming to you live from the Drew Estate Experience Acid Studios. And uh, tonight we've got uh, a great guest, Bradley Rubin of Alec Bradley Cigars. He doesn't have his dumb brother with him tonight, so we just watched <laughs> him. And uh, just his brother looking all suave with the perfect hair. I hate his hair. I'm jealous of his hair. Um, so, uh, let's see, Christopher Michael, first one in, right on, Quakes 30, Smoking Lead Robert, what it be? We got, uh, Zachariah Morrison, welcome back again, two nights in a row, brother, thank you, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, hey, sweetheart, where is your better half at tonight, or other half, better half, God, that's what gets me in trouble, <laughs> dumb shit like that, um, Kevin Corbus, what it be, Jessica, there you are, so, um, all right, uh, and I'm, I'm Dude, I don't know if it's these earbuds or what, but that intro video, it has, it's just, it gets me going. Dude. Oh, it does. It just, it, it gets me, it gets me rocking. What's that cutter and a lighter? Good God. So here, here is your, got Jessica coming in, needing a cutter and a lighter. <laughs> all the tools. Okay. Hey, I got, what's up, Jess? What is, what's going on? So, Check all right. Out. I don't know if you can see this or not. Look at that. What is that off of? That's off of what I'm smoking tonight. Oh, right on. That is the Nika Puro Diamond Rough Cut. Oh, you know, I was gonna I was gonna pull the Nico Puro out. So Mitch Smith, I knew Mitch Smith. I was gonna tell you about the show tonight. I'm like, Mitch knows about the show tonight. Um, don't worry about that. Uh if I see Alec Bradley on there, Mitch Smith, you're on my notes tonight. So yeah, that's what uh <laughs> John Lipson, what's going on? So yeah, I'm uh I was super nervous. I always am. People always think that these just roll off. I was gonna throw up tonight. I, I and then, and then I was feeling a little bit better until Bradley said he had seen some of my stuff before. I'm like, ah, now I'm just even more nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather nobody ever watch me ever, um, and I'll be happy with that. So, just assume uh, that no one does. Yeah, exactly, Chico Ray. Let's go ahead and uh, and and bring in our. I, you know, I played the wrong intro earlier. I just remembered uh, I had a different intro I was supposed to play, but it doesn't make any difference. Let's just bring in our guest, Bradley Rubin. See, I was so I was so nervous. I even played the wrong intro. So, uh, God, I I am. Like I said, people think like I said this just comes natural for me, and it does once I hit that live, but. Uh, I still get super nervous. <laughs> so, uh, Bradley, what are you smoking tonight? Uh, tonight, I always try and smoke something special for any of the shows. So tonight, I'm smoking a blend uh, of Kintsugi, which is our next release, and a Lancero. Oh, right oh. on. I, I am smoking um, uh, last year's Filthy Hooligan, the Black Market. I haven't. I got the, the Shamrocks in there, but Jessica and I are waiting to review those. And nice. I start, so I, I didn't want to smoke this tonight, and then it was either that, and I have uh, the American, the um, the classic blend. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that you recently reviewed the Sungrown. Yeah. Uh, oh my God! What a fantastic cigar! That is one of my favorite cigars in our lineup, and for the price, it's it's unbeatable. 
It, it, it really is. And then uh, um, and then Jessica did. We did the, the Urudoshi. Urudoshi. Yeah. Uh, so that is actually on my whiteboard right there. Um, and now we have a list of Kevin and Jessica as our top cigars of the year. And uh, that is the only cigar that is on both of our list. Wow. For, uh, for uh, 2020. Yeah. When I when I watched the review, you guys gave it extremely high praise. Uh, I, I, I tell you, it, it, yeah, you're welcome. It was a really, really great cigar, and um, it's just it, it's sad that that's not going to be around for until four more years from now, from what I hear. Yeah, that's uh, that was the plan to do something limited, something fun. Uh, you know, I approached the cigar dojo guys at the trade show and said, "Hey, I got this weird idea about doing a leap day cigar only sold on leap day," and they loved it. And so I'm happy that. You got a friend in Mitch Smith that was one to send you some to enjoy. Yeah, is there is there anybody that because I don't know is there a bigger Alec Bradley fan than Mitch Smith? No, no. I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there is. No. I, you know. there, there's one other guy. Uh, his name's Nathan Sharp. Uh, I don't think he's been as as active recently, but he's also a, a very very big Alec Bradley fan. But Mitch Smith is on top of everything. He he def he definitely is, and uh, he just uh, I I saw a little bit of the of the interview you guys did uh, on uh, the Bakersfield gentleman, Mitch. I don't know is that is that a uh, is that a quarantine haircut that Mitch had going there? And it was just a, I mean it was just straight as an arrow straight across, and I'm like God, that was a uh, that was a rough haircut. Hey, before we get into this too deep, um, my brother has the same name as you, and don't. Do you go by Brad sometimes? Yeah, it's really up to the person. That's if they want to say Brad, I'll answer to Brad. Okay. Uh, a lot well, I just you know, if you go by Bradley most times, I'll I'll do my best. But if I slip and call you Brad, I, I apologize. Oh uh, no, it's it, I, it's either or for me. Um, so call me yeah. Brad, Bradley. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like Brad, like Brad Reith, you know, from uh, uh from Zeal Cigar. Sometimes he's Brad, sometimes he's Bradley. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but considering the fact that you know the, the cigar brand is Alec and Bradley, Alec Bradley, I didn't know if you preferred to go by Bradley yeah. or not. No, it, again, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, I think a lot of my friends growing up just called me Brad, but uh, as I started working, uh, it's been a lot of transition to Bradley. Uh, well, it's because Alec and Brad cigars. Yeah, sounds like sounds like some cigars like I would be rolling in like my garage in dirty conditions. Alec and Brad cigars, you know, it's just too goofy. Alec and Bradley, though, that sounds yeah. regal. Bradley is regal, but Brad is just Brad's a punk. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Brad's the 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 name that you make fun of in like '90s movies, and they're always the yeah. If I say douchebag, but they're usually the douchebag. Yeah, he's the, he's the Kyle. He's the Kyle of Generation oh, yeah. X. Exactly. Oh yeah, not really though, man. Not really. That's my, like I said. That's my brother's name, so I, I gotta pick on him a little bit. So, all right. So usually, when I'm doing these, I gotta turn my hair. Uh, when, when I'm doing these these shows, I do a ton of research. And like Michael Giannini, I did research that went back into the '70s with Michael Giannini. You weren't born until '95. Michael Giannini has 15 pages on Google of stuff to to choose from. You have two, you yes. have two, which is pretty impressive. I mean, I think I only have the one Google, but I don't know. But so yeah, so it, it was tough trying to find research on on you, even though your the Alec Bradley isn't that old of a cigar company. So we're just gonna dive right into it. Um, mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on uh, uh, who we drafted for the Dolphins? What are your uh, do you, 
Personally, I hate it, man. God. I, I don't like Tua. I think that uh, I like Tua if the Dolphins have shown me that we can develop players, but we, we can't. We don't. We don't know how. Um, yeah, we, we took all linemen, defense and offensive linemen, to protect Tua and this and that, but he's injury prone, and we don't know how to develop quarterbacks. We need someone who's going to be good no matter where he goes. And, and then we didn't draft a running back. We didn't draft any wide receivers. We only have Devontae Parker. I mean, I know we, we traded for a running back, but I would have I loved to see us take Jerry Judy, just, you know, best wide receiver in the draft first, or the, uh, the other guy, Ruggs, and then gone like Jonathan Taylor and like Jalen Hurts. Just go three rookies, running back, wide receiver QB, and, like, let them see. I, I, I just don't – I don't so understand how we didn't get Jalen Hurts. I don't I don't know. You know, but it's uh, – I mean, the Eagles, I can't believe the Eagles took Jalen Hurts. Uh, yeah. Took him because and – then, and, then the, and then the Patriots didn't pick up two until uh, um, uh, the draft was over. They picked yeah. up two quarterbacks, and it was so – I don't know. I, hate, I hated everything about the draft. Yes. Uh, 55 million viewers, though, but that was 55 million people that didn't have nothing better to do. You exactly. Know, saying, oh, this is the draft. It's all great. You know, I'm like, no, no, no. You know, women's softball could have been on that day. And 55 million people would have watched softball. Yeah. You know? So so it didn't make a difference uh, what, what was on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, all right, let's dive right into the cigars. And I want to go all the way back to the very beginning um and then because like i said I, i've listened to a few of the things nobody has ever talked about bogey stogies are they coming back uh they're not coming back uh that was my dad's first his first try at uh at cigars and they were meant to be sold to golf courses at the pro shops and the tagline was the best bogey you'll have on the golf course Oh, genius. <laughs> yeah. So my dad loved taglines in the 90s. Uh, so I don't know if you were going to ask about it, but there was another one uh, that was maybe called like Gourmet Cigars or something like that. And it no, was yeah. all – did you find that one or not? No, I didn't see that one. That one was like all of all of the flavor and none of the fat. That was oh, okay. the tagline for that. It was flavored – those were flavored cigars back then. Um, I, I have I have three different companies. I have taglines for every company. Yeah, I you know that's the first thing. It was think of a company name, think of a tagline, tagline. think of a, think of a logo. You gotta have. A, I'm I'm a tagline guy. It just I, I don't I you know. Irish beard bomb. If growing a beard was easy, it'd be your mom. Yeah, that, that's it. So uh, and then also so let's let's talk about you you and your brother. You know um uh, I think everybody knows about your your dad. So we're gonna focus you on your brother. Um, what are what exactly are your different roles? What what do you guys or do you guys have a same title and then just different roles or what are your titles and really roles? Yeah, we we don't really go by by titles so much. Um, depending on on what you're doing, Alec and I. Uh, my my father when we started working, he just kind of let us find our places, and I kind of led towards marketing and and the design and concepts of the brands and and our social media, and then Alec you know, somewhat in marketing and, and helping with certain parts of it, but mainly leaning towards sales and helping manage our sales team. Um, but we're, our offices are, our, uh, our offices are right next to each other. So we're constantly talking about, you know, you know, our future brands, Alec Bradley future brands. So we, 
we clash and mix in a lot of the same areas and then he has his separate you know responsibilities and i have my separate responsibilities all right so so between the three of you being um like because you're all cigar makers now you all have you, you've been doing this has there ever been a time where like the three of you or, or the three of you have butted heads but maybe two people you know, we're, we're really like, let's do this. But then like you or someone else has been like, I really feel strongly about this. And then that, 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 that minority won out and then it, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all those instances have happened at some point. Um, I'm, I'm known within the office of being very stubborn on, on my ideas. Um, so, and Alec and I, of course, are brothers. So we fight a lot. And I mean, just, just because we're brothers, I'll shoot down his idea and be like, no, my idea is better. <laughs> and, and I'm stuck on it. And, uh, you know, I, our coworker might agree with him. My father might agree with him. And I'll be like, you guys are all wrong. My idea is the correct way to go. So I, I see myself as the odd man out sometimes, pretty, like pretty often. Um, but then there'll be me and my dad and be like, you know, Alec, your idea, like we, we hear you. It's, you know, but we're thinking we're going this direction. But Alec also has more experience in, in doing this than I do. So I'll, how much older is Alec than you are? Alec's three years older than me. Okay. So and he's I started out of college uh, in twenty seventeen and then but he didn't start after graduation. He kinda he kinda worked a little bit while he was still in college as well. So he has even more experience than the three years. So there's plenty of times that if I don't know the answer or I'm not sure what to do, that I look towards him to to give me that experience that he's gained already and, and trying to help me, you know, figure things out. So cigars, you know, when did your dad start the, the company again? Uh, he started in 1996. So just a year after I was born. A year after you were born. So do you remember your first cigar? My first cigar was at 18. Uh, my father was not very strict growing up. Uh, but the one thing he was strict about was the fact that he would not have his two sons who might be entering you know the industry and that he's been in the industry for so long that he would not have his two sons smoke cigars before they're 18 years old um so i know if he says don't do something i know definitely don't do something because it, it's usually pretty bad yeah it was it was the same with my dad like so we're pretty lenient on most things so if he said you know don't do this it's like all right so you know you let me do all this other stuff so i'm yeah. gonna go ahead, i'm gonna go ahead and just not do this uh, this one i thing. just immediately yeah. went out and did it yeah you know like every <laughs> every high schooler drinks in high school at this point for the most part right so he would say you know if you're gonna go out and you know go to a party just let me know when you need me to come pick you up you know mm -hmm. or you know if, if you're gonna take an uber home make sure that when you come home you, you stay you know, hey, by the way, I'm home, and you're good. So, yeah, you know, while he let he let me do what I wanted for the most part, he was just, you know. But make, you knew in high school, though, you knew this was something that you wanted to do was going to the family business. Um, there was times where I was like, where I saw that this is for me, and then times where I didn't. Um, college is where I, you know, I took the time to explore if I wanted to do something outside of cigars, mm -hmm. and I, I never found a specific industry that I gravitated towards. I, I liked, I took a lot of entrepreneurship classes because I, I think I always envisioned myself in, in this business. Um, and I wanted to learn how to manage people. And, you know, if I got the opportunity to, you know, sit where my father sits and, and hopefully get the you know, chance to pass down this to my 
future children, if I have children, sure. maybe what will happen for me, then that's that's what is my ultimate goal. And, and coming to Alec Bradley is the longevity of it. What can I do? How can I how can I grow it and and make sure that, you know, I don't screw it up? Because yeah, uh, that's that's what entrepreneurship classes have taught me. Uh, well, it's been very little. It's been that the first generation makes it, the second spends it, and the third loses it. So exactly, yeah, that that that's it. Mitch, uh, Mitch Smith, I will trade you for some Americans. So I got you on that one. So um, yeah, uh, and then cigar lure. My first Alec Bradley was the Max. Uh, I just had a Max the other last week, two weeks ago. I have another one. So a great, great cigar. My 28-year-old son had his first Alec and Bradley last night. He had the blind faith. And he nice. down, by the, down by the river in uh, New Braunfels, Texas. That's and, awesome. Uh, oh. He sent me some pictures. That's right, cool. Right on. Um, uh, Chico Ray had um, asked, um, I know you did the uh, the, the collaboration with um, 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 Cigar Dojo, which was really like your cigar, I guess, you know, collaboration, you know, in a, you know, do you have any plans for, not necessarily Drew Estate, but um, um, just um, collaborations in general with any other makers. Well, well, future, you know, that could be anyone at any time. It's just about finding the right person um, that works with us, and maybe they have tobaccos that we can't get, or it's all. It's it could be anyone. I mean, Alec and I have a list of people that we would love to work with, people that we know would never would work with us. Um, well, I mean, you say you say never work with you. Uh, I'll get back to your list. Um, <laughs> you guys, you guys came out with your with your first cigar um, uh, uh, as Alec and Bradley, and then your second cigar you worked with EP Carrillo. Yeah, you know, so 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 you you can't say that. You know, how, how did you get hooked up with him? I mean, how did that? Because he he's a legend, and you guys are. I mean, uh, did did your dad facilitate that? Because you and your young brother, I mean, you you go to EP Carrillo and. He he definitely did facilitate. Um, I remember seeing Ernesto at a uh, at a multi vendor event, and when I <clears throat> when I was in college, I was only smoking on Bradley. Uh, I went to UCF in Orlando. Uh, yeah, there was Corona Cigar Company. Shout out sponsor. Um, <laughs> but they were like 30, 45 minutes away from campus, and there was not not really too many cigar shops that that I wanted to take the time to go drive to. So I was only smoking on Bradley. And then I graduated and it's like, okay, I'm about to start working at Alec Bradley. I need to, I need to start learning more about cigars, start trying other people's stuff. So I, at some point I hit the, the EPC brand and I was like, these are amazing. You know, everyone talks about Lagoria and, and what he did there. But for me, I never got to experience that. So yeah, the La Historia and the Dusk and the, the Rebel and all the list goes on. He makes unbelievable cigars. So I, saw Ernesto at a multi-vendor. My father was there and I was, they were talking. I'm like, you're friends with Ernesto? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're good buddies actually. And I was like, do you think he would want to maybe do something with me and Alec? And he's like, I'll talk to him. And I was initially very afraid of Ernesto. I thought he looked super scary and like just <laughs> a very grumpy old man. Uh, but he's such a sweetheart. And, uh, just one of the coolest guys in, in this industry and he's a master at, at what he does so uh he was into it and excited to start to to get working on it with us so it was, you, uh, you, you ever you ever get some of them old guy older guys come up to you like it like at shows or conventions or something and like hey i got i got a question about alec bradley uh cigars can i uh can you go get your dad real quick 
And then you'd be like, and you'd be like, yeah, I can, I, I can answer those questions. Yeah, no, can you go get your dad real quick? Yeah, no, so. that that's never happened to me. Um, okay, I've had people where, you know, we, we were standing in a circle of some other manufacturers, me next to my father and some other people, and maybe some more manufacturers would walk up and like shake everyone's hand, but somehow it didn't manage to get to me. <laughs> and I was like, damn, like. You gotta really earn their respect. <laughs> my name's on the band, and you can't shake yeah. my hand. Yeah, but I didn't do anything to to, to make that happen except for being sure. Born. Uh, so I don't know what it was uh, exactly, but that that's happened a few times. But I, I've seen as I've gotten older and putting out some of my own stuff, people are, you know, look, looking to talk to me a little bit more or well, at least shake my hand at at the least. Speaking of putting out your own stuff, what made you and, and Alec decide that you were going to branch off from Alec Bradley and become Alec and Bradley? So it's a it's a few things. Um, one of the main ones was something my father said. He said, you guys can either be Alan Rubin's sons or you can be Alec and Bradley. Um, so that was what really kind of spoke to me. And growing up, I kind of remember like making my own little like weird designs like for my father that were like the most cliche things <laughs> like the the person that just wants to like have their own cigar and it's going to call it like fire or something like that yeah like i don't know I, I just remember doing that as a kid and i was like how cool would it be to make our own stuff where you know people can get to see what we're like what we like to smoke what our interests are what our uh, you know design wise what you know what are we what attracts us to a cigar? Yeah. Um, because as much as people may not want to to think it, um, you know, you pick up a cigar because you think it looks cool. You know, you may know the, the manufacturer, but if you don't know anything about the manufacturer, what what's going to make you pick up the cigar? Is it the wrapper? It's probably not. A lot of the wrappers look exactly the same. It's it's that band and it's the box artwork. So how do we? How do we put something out there that makes people interested in, in picking up a you know weird looking unique cigar that stands out from the rest? Yeah, you know, you talk about a, a weird looking cigar, and then someone in the, in the chat panel um, just asked a question, and um, I think that was it's on here on my list here somewhere. So a, a great uh, a story about how your dad was in the Home Depot one day. Uh, there's a guy demoing table saws, and he's like, hey, is that thing cut angles? And uh, so he went and got some wood and got some glue, and he made um, a little, um, let's see, yeah, yeah. A, a little mold, and then the uh, uh, the trilogy. Now, um, is, is, do you guys ever think, you know, because has, has anybody else ever done that? And then no, my father was the first person to make the triangle press cigar. Okay. Uh, that was a diamond as well, right? So yeah, so that's kind of where that that's where the diamond came from was finding the molds and kind of putting two and two together uh, and coming out with the diamond shape. Uh, so he was the first one to do the triangle press. That was one of his kind of stepping stones into having people recognize the Alec Bradley name. Um, and so he had three different cigars. It was the it was the Cameroon, the Corojo and something else, um, maybe Maduro. And um, so we did it in a triangle press and then he did it in a, a normal shape of Parejo. And that was something that got people to, to talk about us. And I only have one triangle press. Uh, it was the one that you just pulled up, the Cameroon. I have my office and then I've tried, I think the Maduro, but I think it was so old that it's lost that essence. And um, 
I mean, it's something that I think really shows a lot about my father and him trying to be innovative in a industry that's been around for for so long. Yeah. So, yeah. so any any thoughts of bringing back the uh, the trilogy? Maybe. Um, okay. It gets it gets talked about. A lot of people ask for it for sure. But you know, it's, people have been asking for a long time. So I, I can't say if it is going to come out soon. Maybe it'll come out later. But uh, it, it definitely people it gets talked about. I'll tell you this too, though. I'm only one person, but my favorite cigar from y'all's line happens to be that diamond rough cut just because of the way the, the shape you know the way it feels in your hand right now the way it feels in your hand the way it fits in your mouth i enjoy that it's that's one of my favorite vitolas that you guys offer so i'd like to see other blends in that vitola you know and, and, and then it's it's like it's like the thing with you know with, with any manufacturer you know it's like me everybody wants hats and t-shirts yeah. in, until you make them until you put them on the shelf and then everybody's like well, you know, it's, uh, you know, and it's just like, now you're like, damn it, I'm sitting on 5,000 know, triangle cigars. <laughs> Son of a bitch is better buy all of them. Yeah. And, you know, to what Dickens was saying, uh, that he loves the, that shape, that diamond shape, uh, we did announce a few months ago that we'll be coming out with our black market Esteli in the diamond shape. Uh, oh, okay. So... For the people that like that that Vitola uh, and like yeah. Market Estelle, the box will have the same shape, but will look like the Black Market Estelle box, and uh, and then get that that diamond, unique diamond press shape. All right, so cool. And then you you were talking about like so what what draws your attention? Um, wait till that. What is Sorry about that. No, that's okay. Well, it, it hasn't been that bad at all. My street's the worst, man. It's, yeah, it happens all the time. So, so what 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 catches people's attention? A, what catches my attention is, is a band, a, a good a, a good band. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to buy it, but I'm going to look at it and I'm going to ask a question, and maybe I'm going to Google it while I'm inside of a humidor. Um, a good a, a good barber pole will always uh, catch my attention. Um, do, were you before you guys came out with this? Um, was anybody a Candela? Because I I'm known in the industry. I love Candelas. Absolutely yeah. love. I I seek out. I hunt the Candelas. Um, I love this blend. I think this blend as a full candela on its own would really hold its own because, because the blend is spicy enough and that's what you need with a candela that's that you need uh, something because you got that bitterness, that uh, grassiness, that chlorophyll, and you need a, a, a spicy filler. So you guys ever thought about a full candela? Well, we have done a full candela. The have you? The uh, original release, I don't know if it was just the original release, maybe a second year after that, but the original was definitely a full candela. Um, I know where you can get some. His name is Mitch Smith, but I know that he's been holding, oh. I know he's been holding on to them for a while, but we did it in a full candela. I never got the opportunity to smoke it, um, but all right, did I smoke? I think I've smoked one, but if I, if I remember correctly, it was two, two of that grassy tone. Uh, yeah. I could see how with the barber pole that you would think if this was full candela, it would balance perfectly. So maybe the blend has been, you know, tweaked a little bit, but um, yeah, we did do it and we've had people ask us to bring it back, but we've had so much success in doing the barber pole over the, the straight candela because, you know, I'm sure you know that not too many people love a full candela cigar. They're, they're not, they're, you know, that, that's un, unfortunate that people don't like because 
you know, I, and I've said it a hundred times, there are more bad candelas on the market than good candelas. So yeah. the experience that most people have with a candela is a very bad experience. But when you get a great candela, it is a great, great cigar. And uh, that's probably why I never, because because when I, I found out this year, like I said, you guys did the Shamrock, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, is there something else I missed? And it must be because it's not for sale anymore. It never comes up in the in like the feeds of anybody that that still has them. So I never, mm -hmm. you guys did a, you know, the Candelas are kind of like Lanceros, which which you're a Lancero guy, yeah. you know, and um and, and Lanceros are just hit and miss with the uh with the consumers, and even Lancero guys are just. They're, they're kind of Lancero guys are, are collectors of Lanceros. Like you'll come out with a new Lancero, they'll buy a box or a bundle or usually an acrylic jar of Lanceros, but then they never come back because yeah. they buy that. They'll, they'll, they'll hold on to that for 10 years and they'll keep buying all these Lanceros. So even Lanceros, people generally don't come back to them. That's correct. And it's funny you said that because maybe you've heard that from the same person and the way that you said it, because uh, if I remember who said it exactly like, like that to me, it was uh, Steve Saka. Steve Steve Saka. Uh, <laughs> I remember I actually went to his event in uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, I had a few days after my work trip to kind of hang out there, and he was doing an event. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll stop by and support. And I remember him saying that same exact thing to me. And yeah. I was like, wow, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> I, I, I was at an event with him, and uh, we were rolling uh, Tabaqueros, and that was before his uh, his uh, Lancero hit the market. And then he was just talking about it and um, and just talking about the uh, the difficulties of making a Lancero, making a Lancero that's not tight and everything else. And then, you know, he was, you know, he had said that about a Lancero. And then just after, you know, a, a year after hearing that, then I'm, talking to other Lancero people and they're saying that and I'm like so that really is the case you know and Lancero guys are like yeah we just collect them and put them away we try to get as many as we can and some Lancero guys that I've talked to have thousands of Lanceros and I'm like what yeah. <laughs> and Bradley, do you have a cigar collection yeah um I I do um but honestly during the the quarantine I see myself smoking okay. through my the things I've been collecting. Um, so all my well, that's like you know Ron White, the comedian. He says I have a great cigar collection, but to, to say that I have a collection would imply that I don't intend to smoke every last one of them. Yeah. So yeah, you know, why you can't say it's a collection? You have a stock. Yeah. yeah. So like my father and brother, they both collect whiskey. I mm -hmm. drink whiskey, so I don't have enough bottles to say that I collect it <laughs> because I can't hold on to a bottle for a week. You know, it's it's there, and and <laughs> me and my my girlfriend. Hey, you know, my girlfriend also smokes cigars and, and drinks whiskey with me. So, you know, if I'm if I'm smoking a you know a, a unicorn, I want to make sure she you know she has one. If I'm drinking my you know my rare bottle of whiskey, I want to make sure she's able to drink it as well and and have those experiences. And Kevin, I think you had uh, um, a video about. I forget the title, but it was like, "Don't, uh, don't wait to smoke your rare stuff or something like that." Yeah, that was a. Uh, that's a. Uh, oh, I mean, when yeah. someone passed. Yes. Yeah. What? That, yeah, yeah, that was when a friend of mine passed. Yeah, that that I'm night. So yeah. I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah, that, that's okay. You know, and um, it, it's like I said, don't don't wait. You know, you just never know when you're gonna have that that opportunity. Yeah. You know, to, um, uh, to to smoke it again. So just um. And that night I was smoking the Liga Pravada T52. And uh, 
which I, which I knew I wanted to smoke a cigar that night to where every time I smoke that cigar and every time I do smoke that cigar, even as I'm going through my humidor, trying to find that cigar that, that, uh, that I want to smoke for the night, I'll come across a, a Liga and then I always think of a, a Dick and, um, so yeah, it's um, and, that, and that's one thing about cigars, you know. It just it just brings us brings us together like that. You can remember those times, you know, um, uh, either when your friend passes or when your your child is born or your grandchild is born and or your or your daughter's wedding. And that's why I always say, you know, I, I I'm not a, a believer in smoking, holding on to those really expensive cigars for those events, because you know, my, when my daughter finally gets married, you know, I want to smoke a ten dollar cigar because. You know, when on her anniversary or when something else happens, you know, I want to smoke that same cigar again. But yeah. I have that Cohiba Bihike that's been in my humidor for 10 years, and I smoke that, you know, now at that revolving event, you know, if you do it when your child is born on his first birthday, that's not a cigar you can have anymore. So now you got And not just that, but you, if you have a, a rare cigar that you've been holding on to, you don't even know if it's good. You're going to smoke yeah. it and you'll be like, damn, that was disappointing. Might as well smoke one that you know you're going to like and that you yeah. can get your hands on again. Yeah. You know, I, that, like I said, I, I found myself smoking things that I don't, I can't get anymore. So, you know, at one point I smoked our old, uh, I was on another show a few months ago and my dad had a cigar called SCR, Black Cabinet Reserve. Um, and I found some in, uh, I think it's called, it's called Buttheads in Connecticut. If anyone's ever in Connecticut, and if you want to find stuff that you'll never be able to find again, this is the store. Sorry to, to plug them, um, but this is the store to find things you'll never see again. And so I grabbed these select cabinet reserves, uh, Havana Sun Grown, which is around 15 years old, uh, really old Alec Bradley stuff. And I smoked the select cabinet reserve and it tasted terrible. And oh. it, it was just a, a cigar that I couldn't imagine giving to my worst enemy. So naturally, I gave one to Alec and <laughs> for the next show that we were on, <laughs> and he smoked it. And he's like, after the show, he's like, dude, that was fucking horrible. Why <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. It's so bad. Um, so, I, you know, I'm smoking the things that, that I'm not going to be able to get again. Um, you know, smoking my Cubans, um, which tend to be good or bad or it just, it, it, there's, there's no reason to hold on to it. You know, you bought it for a reason. Yeah. And if you smoke cigars as probably as often as we do, there's you know no better time than the present to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, exactly. there, there's, yeah, there's only a few cigars that, that I hold on to. You know, I've got a, a couple of chubby unicorns from uh, Dunbarton. I've got a couple of unicorns from Dunbarton. Um, I've got some uh, some 15 year old Drew Estates. You know, so some of those cigars. You know, luckily I have multiple, so I smoke them here and there. But uh, you know, there there are just some cigars. It's just I know I'm never gonna have them again. So yeah. I just kind of pace them out, yeah. Smoke them, but but my first unicorn from uh, uh from Dunbarton, it was a hundred dollar cigar. I think I smoked that like on a Tuesday, you yeah. know, for just just yeah. just just because but, it was it, it, it it's what I wanted at that time, and it you know didn't make any difference. So yeah, there's definitely no reason to to hold on to that, that cigar because like I said if you know a uh, even a good moment if you smoke a bad cigar can turn that good moment bad. And then you mm -hmm. always remember that. So why, you know, why not smoke a six, seven dollar cigar, eight dollar cigar, exactly. or a, a fifteen dollar cigar that you can put your hands on again? But I yeah. know, Bradley, did yeah. you see before we brought you out the the yellow cello on this this uh, Nicaragua that I'm smoking? I did see yeah, that. This, that's that's yeah. got to be years old. 
Yeah, I th I, if memory serves, it's from 16, maybe 2017, but it's a few years old. Nice. Man, that is a... Th th those are so good, though. You know, when you, thing, like yeah. holding on to it, though, I, I didn't intentionally hold on to it or anything yeah. like that yeah. until a few months back when I saw that it was nice and, you know, yellow. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going to hold on to that then. Let it get a little more chunky. But we yeah, you know, and then, and then tonight. Yeah, and then sometimes we just have so many cigars. You know, it's, and, and I remember the first time I realized that I had so many cigars when someone asked me, like, what is your cigar collection like? And then I'm like, well, I stock, you know, this. And then I'm like, did I just say I stock cigars? And it's like, uh, and I'm like, I, and I, and I catch myself occasionally saying that, like how many cigars I stock in my house and like, I'm a damn lounge, you know, it's just like, okay, I may have too many cigars, you know, but look around you, Kevin, you know, <laughs> you are yeah, sitting yeah. in a lounge. I, you know, I, I do get the benefit of getting cigars, you know, from, from manufacturers. And, and like I said, I've gotten to the point now to where as, as everybody knows me on all the platforms, we give everything away. If, if a manufacturer sends me a box of cigars for Jessica and I to try, we'll take out two. We give the rest of the box away. You know, unless there's something super special, we'll keep maybe four. Yeah, we just give everything away. It's a, you know, spread, spread, spread the wealth. You know, some of these cigars that other people can't get, you know, it's like tonight we're giving away like five cigars. Last night we gave away, what did we give away last night? Like eight or 10 cigars last, eight last cigars, night. Too? Travel humidor. Uh, a few yeah. Times. Yeah, everything uh, tonight we got a we got a hat, we got a lighter, we got an ashtray, we got four or five cig five cigars in there. Um, we got a bunch of other stuff. We've got the uh, our other show. We're giving away a couple of uh, nub tools, so we're just you know and that's that's what we get. You know, like like when when this guy you know had had messaged me, hey, you know, I'd like to send you one of my my nub tools to try out, and if you if you like it, if you want to do a review on it, and I'm like, uh, here, do you here. know what I do? Yeah, and I'm like, well, here, here's here's the rule on that, and which which luckily we've gotten to the point where we can say that. And I'm like, well, you got to send me three, um, one that I can try and keep, and then if you want me to to, to do a review, I got to give some away. So right. everybody always says yes, you know. It's just cool. so, which which is good. So that, that I'm glad we've gotten to the point now where we can, you know, where we can give back, you know, to the to the community. Yeah. So, so Bradley, I just got to tell you, man, I want to go back to it, man, because I'm really happy about this. You know, my son, he's 28 years old. He's been, obviously, he knows that I'm a cigar smoker, you know, his whole life. Um, but just now he's starting to get into it. And like I said yesterday, he smoked the Blind Faith. And I think this is, his, I know for a fact, this is his fourth documented cigar in his journey. And he really enjoyed this blind face. What can I tell him about that cigar uh, to make him want to go out and get more? I mean, to be honest, tell me a good story about it. Well, <laughs> the the story behind it for for Alec and I to the reason to create it was to do something a little bit retro. Um, so we're you know we're '90s kids, and if you notice on the on the box, it's got the SMPTE color bars that mm -hmm. would kind of you know pop up before the TV starts, and then you got. Yeah test check with the kind of the wheels and the Indian in the back. So that was kind of a, a throwback to, you know, our childhood. And then something that I thought that we thought a lot of, you know, we're, we're young in the cigar community. So we knew it was something that everyone would kind of look back and remember and, and have some sort of, you know, enjoyment from seeing something from, from their past as well. Um, and then in terms of the cigar, it was something that we wanted people to love or hate. Um, you know, I don't want people to think the cigar is okay. I'd rather them some have some people, 
you know, enjoy it so much that they want to keep getting more, or, you know, for those that don't like it, you know, that's, that's too bad for them. There's yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause there's, cause there's always a cigar. Um, I'm not a fan well, of the magic toast. It just, it wasn't in my wheelhouse, you know, um, um, I didn't give up on, you know, Alec Bradley cigars. You just explore, you know, explore the lineup. Yeah. Cause I don't think there's a manufacturer yet that, you know, I, I'm not a huge AJ Fernandez fan, you know, and I'm probably, I'm probably split 50, 50 on AJ, you know, but the 50% I, I, I like, I love. Yeah, but know? that's because you don't like bold cigars very often. You know, I, I, I don't like, you know, but then again, you know, my, my palate has, has changed. You know, I, I, you know, a lot of people say I don't like bold cigars, but everything Steve Saka makes is bold. I love everything by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, you know, mm-hmm. so I have hit and miss. You know, the Liga Pravada T52 is, is a cigar yeah. that, that I love. It's a bold cigar, but the feral flying pig in that size makes me throw up. So, uh, you know, um, I've had that experience. It's 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 bad, you know. Um, uh, has has your palate, you know, kind of shifted right over the years, or is it? Yeah, um, you know, I, I see that cigars that I used to smoke in college from the Alec Bradley lineup that I, I don't smoke as often. Um, you know, I, I used to smoke a lot of. Uh, it's called the Lineage Family Blend, the Lineage. I used to smoke. That was my my go to cigar in college, and I don't see myself picking it up uh, just because it's not. I just don't gravitate towards it as much. So. You know, I think everyone their their palates change and develop. They, you know, they go through a phase, and then you're like, I don't know why I'm smoking this so much. You know, I want to pick up something new. You know, I I brought a Prensado out here. Um, mm-hmm. I've smoked too many Prensados lately, and I I you know we make it in a Corona Gorda, and that's one of my favorite sizes. So I'm like, why am I not smoking more Prensados? I'm not understanding it. And I took a box home, and I'm smoking the hell out of them. They're great. So I, I just think that people's palates change and what you might like today, you may not like in a year and another year later, you may want to smoke it again. So, you know, the preferences, they're, they're always moving around. Yeah, they, they really are. I started off with uh, uh, Rocky Patels and then it was probably over a year, maybe a year and a half that I didn't smoke a single Rocky, you know, and then um, I just I remember my palate just not liking them. And then I just completely got off of them and then rearranging my humidor i saw an old uh vintage uh i think 92 and then um uh, i think i did a video i revisited that cigar what a fantastic cigar! and then and then i just explored more because you know you you get off rocky for two years he comes out with 37 new blends you know so it's a so i got into some of his cigars and now i'm super digging he's got that sun grown um that 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 i love and so yeah it's real toothy yeah, so it's uh, so that's what I'm trying, you know, is try and revisit some of them older, older yeah. cigars that that I used to used to love. Yeah, I, I think too often people attach to the brands. They don't necessarily whether they like it or not. They don't think about the cigars themselves. Yeah, people may have a certain uh, flavor profile or certain strength or certain things that make the cigars alike. But when you really start to smoke through all of them, you'll see which ones you like and which ones you don't like. If you were to take off, you know, that band and just smoke it blind, if you don't like Rocky, but you were to smoke a Rocky cigar blind, you'll probably like it more without the band than with the band. I, you know, that that's really how I developed, developed my palate into smoking a little bit stronger and bolder cigars. I had done cigar reviews for, you know, for a few months, maybe six months. And then I got into, um, I, I was starting to get a lot, buy a lot of cigars, a lot of uh, like deals, 
you know, you just, you know, whatever, 30 cigars for whatever price. So I started having Jessica take off the band. So I would start the review, smoke the cigar, then halfway through, get the band and get the info on it. And then there were so many times like I never would have touched this cigar. This cigar was too strong for me and it's not a cigar. And then I loved that cigar. And so it it really is. I, I try and tell people like, just try not to pay attention to the band. Try not to pay attention to the color of the cigar. Um, cause there are, there are some Connecticut's that are spicy. You know, there are some Maduro's black as night that are super sweet and, and, and mild and that are just blow you away. Not even the band or the rapper. There are people that stray from a one manufacturer because, oh, that manufacturer is far too strong. Well, I, I just did it right now. I just, I called you out on AJ saying you don't like bold cigars, you know, but AJ does have cigars that aren't very bold, you know? Um, but there are people that are, they, they shy away from Padron, for example. I know people that won't smoke a Padron because they don't like that spice. Yeah, I, I, I can't. There isn't a Padron I can smoke. There isn't a Padron that, that doesn't that doesn't make me lightheaded. I really? mean, period. I mean, it just every and I have a dozen Padron sixty fours in there, you know, and uh, that's someone. Yeah. yeah. If you want to pass them on over, you know, I'm not too far. Yeah. It, uh, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, um, I, I just, I can't. I've tried. I've tried going back several times, and I and I can't. You know, it's just they're just too strong. And then you know, I, I don't try too hard because I don't have that personal connection. You know, and um, and then maybe if I did, you know, maybe I would explore like like Pete Johnson with Tatuaje. You know, tat, uh, most of his cigars are super bold. But I had a personal relationship with Pete, so I kept trying and I kept trying. And then I found the Cabaguan, which I fell in love with. And then the Latalier, you know, the Lat 46, I love. You yeah. know, um, but when you get that personal connection, like like Alec Bradley can put anything out and Mitch Smith will smoke it. Sure. It doesn't make a difference what it is. And there's nothing wrong with that because like, we've talked about it on the show before. You know, people want that connection with everything in, in life. You know, just we just feel like like this is – there is no other company that I can think of, whether it be computers or food or glasses or hats. You can't get that that personal connection, you know. With you, know, you can't jump on a uh, a virtual or you or you can jump on a virtual herf, and there's you and there's Pete Johnson, and then you know there's all these guys, and you can talk with them and you can ask them questions. Exactly. That that that's not you know that's not common in any other industry. Yeah. yeah, you're not getting on a, a video chat talking to the CEO of Oakley. Yeah, and that and I'm the same way. You know, I, I want to smoke. I smoke the cigars of people that I'm friends with. Um, and I was on a, another virtual show with with Pete and Matt Booth and John Huber and Nicolillo, and I'm like, I like all these people. I don't know John Huber as well, yeah. but I I love what he does, and and I like Crown Heads a lot. And I'm like, I get to go on a herf with these guys i'm like who am i like i, I don't know why i'm sit- allowed to be sitting here on this on this virtual show but i love all of your cigars uh i smoke them all and you know what you guys do is what you know inspires me to to do what i do sometimes and you know my father as well so um i i get that all the time like john huber will send me a text message out of the blue or something i'll be like who the hell am i who yeah. am i why why would you talk to me do you ever do you, ever, do you remember your first like uh, uh, fanboy kind of experience? Yes, I I already actually explained it. It was Ernesto Press Oh, okay. So okay, I, if it was like if there was like a John Huber or a Pete Johnson or 
you know, first was, was definitely Ernesto. And then after yeah. it, was, it was definitely Pete, um, you know, his black label is just kind of the go-to, um, one of, you know, from other brands, that's, that's definitely my go-to. And then my favorite from him is, is the Kruger. Um, and that original box press, like torpedo, uh, I've been like searching around for, you know, an original box. Like I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm just like everyone else. Like I'm a cigar nerd. And when, and when I meet the manufacturers whose stuff I smoke and enjoy, I'm like, can we just be best friends? Um, <laughs> here's my number. Uh, even if you don't want it. So, so who, who's the bigger cigar, cigar nerd, you or your brother? Um, I think Al- Alec is more interested in the tobacco and going to the factories and, and learning and about, you know, how do we, you know, how do we make a great cigar with tobacco we've never used before? And I'm more on the, you know, now that we have a cigar, like we have, you know, this blend that I'm smoking for Kintsugi, you know, what do we, what do we call it? What is it going to look like? How do we make people want to buy it? Yeah, we have a good yeah. cigar, but what's a good cigar? People don't pick it up. Um, but I, I think I, I think I fanboy out more when it comes to other people's cigars that I enjoy. Yeah, and then uh, and, and and everybody always makes fun of me because I said I'm a fanboy for for Pete Johnson. Pete Johnson's a handsome man, and I've said it before. <laughs> and if he wasn't so handsome, I wouldn't be. You know, it, it, it is what it is. So we actually got him on the show. We're doing a Cinco de Mayo episode next month next monday night with uh, him and jeff borshowitz and uh it's uh, it's been a while since i since i've sat down and talked with pete so uh jeff sent me over the uh, uh the graphic and i almost threw up when i opened the email uh, yeah so, uh, yeah P- pete's definitely a uh, a fanboy you know fanboy moment so you, you talked about going down to the factory and uh do you and your brother get to i know with, with with what's going on right now probably not but you guys ever just get to go down there and just play like just play yes um you know we it's hard to fit everything into travel schedules because now that that we're working my father isn't traveling as much we've taken that you know that part of work onto us um but we go down a few times a year maybe hopefully at hopefully once a quarter is is what we hope for sometimes more sometimes less um and we get to play which is fun. That's the ultimate goal when going down there is, you know, what is the next cigar? And it's funny when you're down there, every cigar tastes great. You know, like <laughs> yeah. we're smoking, you know, 15 cigars a day and they're all awesome. How do I choose from it? And then you pick the ones that you really like. And then, you know, you get some more of those made and then you, you know, get them, get them down to, to Fort Lauderdale and you start smoking them. And you're like, why did I like this? And then, and then maybe some more cigars make it through that you know, that next stage. And then my, my third stage is, can I smoke it at home on the balcony? You know, when I have my drink and I'm sitting out watching whatever is, do I enjoy it then? And then that's really like, that's what does it for me. That's where it takes a life is when you can can sit down and enjoy it. Yeah. You know, then you sit down like you are now, you sit down, you're enjoying it. You're looking at the scenery and, yeah. It's the marketing. It's the artwork. It, that's all comes into play. At that you know, which, 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 what you said right there kind of um, uh, leads me into uh, another question I had. Um, so here's a, a a quote from your dad, um, and then I'll, I'll ask a question uh, afterwards. So your your dad once said years ago in an interview, "I think what people don't understand who aren't cigar smokers that, that is that there are so many wonderful things that come out of that hour of time that you're just there." 
You're not focused on anything. You're just in that moment. And I think that's what cigars truly provide, an opportunity to be in that moment. Whether you're by yourself or with your friends, you know you're not going anywhere for an hour. You just sit back and relax, and I think there's a benefit to that. Do you get that time to just sit back and relax? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's almost part of a ritual at this point where, you know, I, I come home from work, uh, depending on, you know, what, what we're doing, me and my girlfriend are doing for dinner. I may come home and say, hey, you want to have a cigar now? You know, if we have time, we'll smoke a, you know, a little one. We'll smoke our, our little petite Corona and just, you know, talk and catch up on, on what we've been doing that day and then have dinner, do whatever, and then maybe come back out have our drinks with us and, and just relax. And I don't know if I cherish any time more than that. And, you know, Kevin, for you, I, you smoke cigars with, with Jessica over and over again. And it's such a special thing that you get to enjoy with your partner. You know, it's something that you guys are both passionate about and to have that mutual love for the same thing. And, and have, you see so many people on, these cigar pages that are like, oh, my my wife, you know, doesn't like this or my wife doesn't like that. And to be able to enjoy it with your partner is the ultimate experience. I mean, it it, it, it really is, you know, and and it's not, you know, and and I love our reviews that we do together because it's a it's a fun time of of being it. it, I mean, if you've seen our, our reviews, it is definitely marriage counseling by cigar review so it kind of keeps me in check you know it's like all the dumb shit i had done that week all comes out in a cigar review but it's those other times that that we just we don't have a camera on we don't have a computer on we're just sitting in the room unwinding talking about our day and then it doesn't make a difference what we're smoking who cares what what it is it's, it's always a good cigar you know uh it could be a, a cheap cigar but the cigar is always good and you know um and, and, and I love that. I love that time that, that we get to spend together. We don't have the same hobbies as, you know, some, you know, all couples have different, you know, different likes and dislikes. And, you know, you know she's an art. We're both artists. She's a painter. I'm a, um, a, you know, work with my hands, mechanical stuff, you know. So, but yeah, it's definitely a great time. What, what is your girlfriend? Um, um, like, how long has she been smoking? Like, and what is she smoking now? Um, <clears throat> so she was smoking way before I met her. She's really yeah so we met uh about a year and a half ago in las vegas uh she was working at a cigar shop and then before that she was in la so she's probably been a cigar if i had to put a number on it i would say give or take five years like five years um so uh her favorite were is ashton vsg's um that's her her go-to cigar and her grandfather smoked avos uh so she always loved avos uh so getting her on the alec bradley cigars was uh you know she had smoked some stuff and she's like ah, i you know i don't know that's a little difficult coming from an avo or you know yeah. an ashton you know to come into your lineup uh so I, I was like well you know we're gonna work at it i'm gonna i'm gonna send you stuff and i'm gonna have try you know try a bunch of different things I, I remember uh so i was doing an event at the store that she worked at and so that's where we met and i was trying to she said she liked smaller ring gauge and they had our post embargo lance and i'm trying to buy it for her and she wouldn't let me 
and I forget if she she either didn't like the cigar she had already had it or and like didn't want me to basically spend my money on a cigar that she didn't like um, but slowly you know she liked the American Sungrown the American Classic uh, she loved Magic Toast so I, I finally got on you know figured out which cigars from our portfolio she liked and uh, so now it's you know it's a lot better than it was before. Now, now, does she or you um, uh, occasionally ever uh, delve into the uh, the infused world of cigars? No, neither no. of us really get into any infused stuff whatsoever. Okay, because that's what I started Jessica with, and she hates me for that because I started her with the little acid blondies, you know, the little tiny petite Coronas, and then work, worked our way up. And then when she had like her first, I guess would say real cigar, and she's like, why didn't you start me with this? And I'm like, well, you're you're a lady. You got to start with the uh, the flavors and the infused. And you know, she she yeah. said she wasted a year of her life, you know, smoking. You know, I think that happens all all, all too often. Sorry to cut you off again. No, no, go ahead. Man. Um, you know, women they don't want to be women cigar smokers. They want to be cigar smokers. So yeah. <laughs> when they come into a shop and. You know, they're like, oh, you know, can I help, can I help you find the acids or the infused stuff for sorry <laughs> for the screaming in the background? Um, you know, they That's awesome. They don't, they don't want that. <laughs> they they want they just want to be cigar smokers. Um, so I think it happens all too often that people assume that that girls or you know ladies women want to have an, an infused cigar or something sweet. Uh, you know, they may be way more experienced than we are. Oh yeah, you know, and, and I think especially Dude, with there's with, women out there that can handle stuff a lot stronger than than most men. Oh yeah, like I said, there's there's been nothing that Jessica hasn't been able. I mean, she smokes stronger cigars than I do, but I think a, a lot of things, a lot of times that I'll recommend an infused cigar to a new cigar smoker, and then probably why I did that with Jessica because I want them to experience what we experience. And I think maybe if you give them a whatever, you know. Dunbarton's Sober Mesa or, you know, uh, you know, uh, an Alec Bradley black market illicit, you know, and, and that's a bad experience. Maybe they won't ever come back, yeah. you know, so, so we want to start them off light, you know, and then break them in because we want them to grow yeah. you know, as, as cigar smokers. Yeah. I, I think a lot of times it's the assumption, you know, they don't want the assumption that they, that they smoke acids. They want the assumption that, you know, they smoke whatever. So, yeah. I think that's uh, a, part, a, part of, a part of the industry that I don't think will maybe ever change. You know, I think that's just kind of how men men are in that regards. But uh, people need to, you know, stop thinking of them as as women cigar smokers and just as cigar smokers. Yeah, and it's still, I mean, a premium tobacco. And yeah. you know, touching on that whole infused or conditioned tobacco. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you guys recently partner up with Lars Teton? Yes, we did. Uh, and I believe the only person I was ever able to, so when we were kind of, when we were doing this, I was myself trying to do research on Lars Tiedens and the only person I could find with a Lars Tiedens cigar review is Kevin from Cigar Prop. Yep. And that was, uh, and, and I, I think, yeah, for easily a couple of years, well, until you guys partnered up, I was it. Like I said, nobody had ever smoked and reviewed a, uh, uh, Lars, now, now, have you gone through uh, Lars's lineup? Yeah. So, uh, uh, is, is there any one that you know? Um, there's a there's some. Uh, I don't. Again, I don't 
see myself i don't really smoke them because i still do have that you know that undertone of uh additive you know yeah. flavor in there um but there's some that i could see how non-flavored cigar smokers would like there's um like the sun Fuka is you know pretty mild in terms of the flavor uh or flavoring so it, it almost tastes like you're not smoking a flavored product but it's so subtle that you don't notice so the the blends themselves in terms of the cigar and tobacco are great cigars it's just that underlying tone um and i remember seeing yours and jessica's review of the sweet and spicy and you guys were like this isn't spicy at all and it was because you guys were smoking like the old the old yeah. old sweet and spicy stuff and i was I, I don't know if i messaged you or not um i may have but I was like, no, you guys aren't smoking the, the stuff we just came out with. Um, yeah, we, we actually revisited that that cigar yeah. again and uh, on the new one. And it, and it wasn't as spicy as everybody said it was. You know, people were just like, I'm not yeah. on fire. I can't, I can't. And I'm like, we never, we never First got third, that. I thought I had to call an ambulance. No, yeah, you know, but, but then again, like I said, we like spicy food. So maybe that's why it didn't hit us. Um um, as well, um, uh, Valerie says, uh, I have yet to meet a woman who prefers infused cigars. First proprietor I visit sold me a moon trance, which turned me <laughs> off to cigars until I had an MX2. I have, I have never had a moon trance just because of the name. I don't, I don't know, just a, uh, um, a weird, but, but I still, I still enjoy an infused cigar. Like I said, I, I'm a guy, like I said, if I smoke three or four cigars in a day, like at the end of the day, my palate is fried. I can't taste anything. You know, I'll I'll do you know uh, um, um, just an acid what Cuba or a fat bottom Betty because I like that sweetness. I like that little bit of dessert at the end of the day, and so uh, you know to tweet tweet. You know, I'm not going to turn down a tobacco. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So so how is um how's Lars Teton been doing for you guys? Um, as uh as because he his cigars never really went off the market, you know. But ha, has there been a resurgence and yeah, you know I think it's a lot different than what people have had. So, you know, there's been a challenge for on our part to, to put it out there and, and have people try a product that's, that is totally different from a premium, you know, normal premium cigar with no flavor and something that still is not anything like an acid. Yeah. So there's a challenge on our part to get people to want to try it. Um, and then, you know, I, I've had people that one of my brother's best friends, it, like, he likes mild um, and he doesn't smoke any, he doesn't like any infused product, but he likes some of the, the lighter Lars Tiedemann cigars. So we're, we're finding people that, that enjoy his product that would have said I would never smoke that cigar in a million years. So there, there are people that are enjoying it. It's just about getting in, getting them into the hands of those people. So do you remember the first time you met him? Yes. <laughs> I definitely did. We were we were in New York, actually, uh, and we, me and my dad and him went to uh, to what not what was it called? I don't remember which shop we went to, but um, you know, hung out, talked, had a great time, and uh, I think from there, my my father just said, you know, this is this is the move for us. Okay, so so that was um um did did Lars approach you or did you approach how how did that go about? Uh, I wasn't so much involved at, at that point um i think my father was I, I don't know i i know my father had like had him kind of like on his mind just randomly like 
you know, I haven't heard or seen from Lars in, in a few years. You know, yeah. I want to know what he was up to. And maybe my father reached out. I'm not exactly sure who reached out to who first. But I think the timing of my father just being like, hey, what's going on with you? And then him being like, you know, I'm at this point in my career that, you know, maybe there's something here. Um, so it just really worked out, you know, pretty nicely for both of us. Do, do you, uh, does your girlfriend have a Lars Teton handbag yet? Uh, she, I, does she? I think she might. Uh, I'm not sure. I think there might be one somewhere in, in, the, in the apartment. <laughs> Yeah, hey yeah, man, he, his stuff looks pretty cool. Oh I mean, yeah, his yeah, it's not not cheap either. You know, his his no, stuff is uh yeah. Uh, my father he he rocks the duffel bag into work every day. Does he? Yeah. So uh, Brad Reed says he likes the Lord has that spice that uh, that you put on your food. Yeah, uh, I, I, I haven't I haven't had any of that yet. So uh, uh, I'll I'll have to make sure that he gets some. Yeah. So uh, um, uh, they say it's it's really it's really good. Yeah, the spicy sea salt is is definitely up there. Good on, good on everything. So speaking of your dad, did you, do you and your brother feel like now that like, like you are your own people, you know, um, like, like you're, you know, are you still your father's son or, you know, it's just, is it still, I, I don't know. Cause that's got, you know, that's got to be, which isn't a bad thing. You know, I, I love my dad. I love when people say, Oh, you're, you're Mike's son. And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. You know? So, but you know, are, are you guys you know just finding it now that people are are recognizing you and as your own people? Yeah, I I think with coming out with our own brands, our own minds, that people recognize us as our own people, and that we're we're doing stuff that isn't Alec Bradley, but Alec and Bradley. So they see that we're trying and that we're putting on something that speaks to us. So people are starting to to learn who we are. I think we'll always at least within the industry, always kind of be our, you know, our father's kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think for every multi-generational cigar company or, or, or any company, you're always stepping into the, to the footsteps of, of your, you know, your family or your father or mother. Yeah. But, Cause you guys are, you know, you're like a, a Drew Newman from a, a JC yeah. Newman. You're a Indiana Cortez. Um, or do do you have? Uh, I mean, do you reach out to because they're they're young like like you? I mean, do you guys have, you know, some some younger people that that you can call and you know, or just or you chat with? Um, you know, when, when we see each other, we we definitely talk. Um, but I don't think Alec or myself are are naturally more inclined to talk to necessarily people that are our age or or are in the same positions that we are. We just kind of gravitate to the people that we that we like um not not that we don't like them but yeah yeah whoever we seem to become more friendly with whether they're you know ernesto perez Correa, who's been doing this for twice as long as we've been alive or you know nick Melillo, who's you know has, has a younger company but's been in the game for, for quite a long time um you know we don't necessarily talk to any of the younger people in our in our same shoes just because they're you know yeah, just 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 because they're young. So yeah, you know, it's it's what makes it nice, you know, about having your your dad. You know, like you guys have your own Alec and Bradley, and it just it must be a nice, you know, because it's got it's got to be scary being out on your own as a new cigar maker, 
And then not having that, that real backup, which a lot of these boutique makers do, you know, it's, if you're running into an issue, it, it must be nice to walk your, you know, down the, down the hallway to your dad and like, Hey dad, I'm having this. Cause whatever you're experiencing, I guarantee he's probably experienced a hundred times. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember like for our first release before it was blind faith, it was called something else and it had a completely different artwork. And uh, we were, we had finished the Vista, close to being done on the box, just as close as being done with the band. And we were, uh, you know, closing in on the blend. And I was actually watching uh, a video with an interview with John Huber and Pete Johnson. And they'd said something that just kind of, you know, resonated with me. Um, I don't remember exactly what they said, but it was almost like, like about trying too hard to, you know, speak to people or I don't remember exactly what it was, but I took what they said and I looked at the packaging and I'm like, what am I doing? And we had spent months and months on creating this brand. And I had to go into the office the next day and, you know, shut the door to my dad's office and say, dad, I don't think that this is, this is not right. And he's like, yeah, I don't think it is either. And I'm like, seriously like you couldn't have just kind of told me this like, <laughs> a couple weeks ago yeah. and he's like it's, it's for you to figure out on your own and he, so I had, I had to go to every single person that is involved in creating this brand my brother you know our sales manager everyone that that this affects and say i messed up and we have to restart everything um and that's how we ended up with blind faith at the end um that's it's scary when you have to make those those big decisions and you know he's always been able to to guide me guide me in those regards yeah you know in and blind I, faith though do you remember when you first when you smoked cigar blind faith and said all right that's it that's the blend that's it do you remember that aha moment so it it wasn't necessarily so much of an aha moment it was you know we have these two really good blends that are similar but you know they have their their there are different details that that you can yeah. pick out, and and Alec and I were kind of looked at each other like, what do we do? And so naturally, it's like, well, what does Dad think? You know, he he's been doing this, and he's like, I'm not here to tell you what to do. You guys have to figure this out on your own. And so, if we're choosing between between blend one and blend two, you know, Alec and I both agreed that blend one, but you know, let's say blend one was was blind faith. And he's like, are you sure? And we're like, yep, this is it. And he's like, all right, I would have picked that too. So Yeah, you know, it's uh, um, uh, and, and there's a, a couple of cigar makers without giving anything away, you know, like when they're doing blends for some other people, you know, they'll they'll give them four, four or five blends. And um, they'll be like, okay, you know, this is what we've narrowed it all down to. And then the person buying it, you know, like, well, what do you think? Like, not, not my cigar. And, yeah. uh, and and they pick and then uh, and I remember one cigar maker he, he was he told me and he goes yeah at an event you know on on this cigar helping this out and he said he goes this uh, this wasn't my choice you know he goes it's a great cigar but he goes this wasn't my choice out of uh, out of all five of them and yeah it's like oh you know I'm like I'm glad you let them because end up being a great cigar you know but but then you know I've asked them a couple times now I go hey whatever happened to that other blend you liked and he's like mm, you never know <laughs> you know so. So now you guys had uh, uh, blend one and blend two. How many blends did you go through? You know before 
I want to say somewhere around fifth, around fifteen blends, maybe maybe a few more than that, somewhere between fifteen and twenty. So, uh, you know, we definitely took our time and wanted to make sure that we found the cigar that was right for for that project. One that we, like I said before, that we want people to love or hate. You know, I, I want people. To, even if they don't like it, to remember that they don't like it. You know, I don't want yeah. it that that gets forgotten. And maybe they say, "Hey, I hated that cigar so much. I'm willing to try the next thing that that they come out with." Um, yeah, you know, cause, cause it's got, but it's got to be mind numb. See, I, that's why I could never be a cigar maker because, like I said, after like ten blends, I'm like, whatever, this is it. Just let's just go with this one. You know, it just I, I've smoked ten of 10 different blends, you know, hundreds of cigars deep. I can't tell the difference between anything anymore. Just just go with the last one. And do you, yeah. do you guys, do you you guys ever- Count on your notes. Oh yeah, do you guys ever focus? Because the cause the biggest thing that, that I do, and, and I don't even know why I do it, because I focus group a lot of stuff. If I have a new design or a new logo, or even starting a, a, a new little company or a niche, you know, I'll, I'll focus group it with 15 or 20 people, which is horrible because at the end of the day, you know, you have this vision and then all these people will be like, well, that's dumb. You know, I, I would just do this and I would do this. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to do it my way anyway. So do you guys ever, is it just you two and maybe your dad? I mean, I'll always, so it's, it's me, Alec, and my dad, and then our, our vice president, Ralph Montero, he's been in the, in the industry since he was a kid and his family, uh, you know, made cigars while he was a kid as well. So those are the, you know, we're the main kind of four. And then once we start to narrow things down, then I'll start passing them around the office and saying, you know, hey, what do you, you know, let me know what you guys think. Or I may say nothing and just say, you know, here, try this. And they may say, hey, this sucks or hey, this is really good. Um, and then my, my last focus group is, is my girlfriend. Um, yeah. You know, she's, she is, you know, super straightforward, and and that's what I love about her. Um, so you know, I've I, on our first date, you know, I I brought her a blind faith, and I did say before that, hey, this is really dry. You know, I've been in Vegas for a few days, and she goes, this thing's horrible. Um, but <laughs> I brought her the Kintsugi blend that I just smoked, and she goes, this is fantastic. Um, so she always gives it to me straightforward, and she's got a very very good palate that I trust when when she says it i almost trust her more than i trust myself yeah um, you know what, what she says uh holds a lot of weight with me so uh i know what she's that she knows what she likes and and i the cigars that she smokes i smoke as well um you know i didn't smoke a lot of ashton vsgs and then she's like here smoke more of these and i'm like wow this mm. this is yeah. really good i don't know why i'm not smoking more so yeah. she's uh She's definitely on my like my final my final group panel of people that I really want to know what she thinks because it, well, it hey, does hold weight. She so. sounds like a really cool person. If you can go on the first date and you can say, "Hey, look, I am a young entrepreneur. I am trying to start in the cigar industry with this blend right here. Please try it on our first date." Just yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, and, and, like, <laughs> and like I said, you know, when you're getting down to those last two there has got to be a million things going through your head. And I mean, you've got to be second, you know, I don't know if you are, I'm a person that second guesses myself, you know, like all the time. And then just one day, it's just like, you know what, this is it. We're done. You know? So it, it's nice having that, you know, feedback. 
yeah, I mean, I, I'm always second guessing myself because I've, you know, I've heard my father's stories of him second guessing himself and people steering him in, in a different direction. And then, you know, him coming back and saying, I wish I had done things differently. So what he's always kind of taught is to go with your gut. And sometimes, you know, the gut is, it may not always be the best choice. So um, sometimes, you know, and sometimes you need to get some opinions just to, you know, maybe if, if it might just be reassurance at some point, but um, you know, I, I have a, like I said, a few people that I trust what they're saying and, and whether they have more experience or less experience, it doesn't matter. I, I trust people's palates, um, not their experience. Yeah, because because on that cigar I was listening, which I didn't know when I, I was listening when you were talking with Mitch and uh, on uh, that podcast. You know, that was on the blind. That was your money. You know, that was your your dad. You know, you, that wasn't company. That wasn't Alec Bradley funding this uh, um, this venture. You know, your dad said if you guys want to do this, yeah, this, do it. this is your you know this is your money. All yeah. y'all had were contacts. You had connections. Yeah. Yeah, we you know we we have the resources you know we have the, the factory and 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 the, the box factory and the sales team we have a lot more than than most people have we're we're fortunate in that regards but in terms of the production itself uh, and and the, the and the money that goes into making getting the materials that was on us so he wanted yeah. to make sure that we know what it feels like to you know put in your own your own money and and pray to God that people enjoy what you're putting. Yeah. Down. Exactly. Now, 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 when you uh, uh, when you started that, Christina, what is going on? Um, when you started that, I mean, so, so some people, some boutique uh, makers will like like Rocky makes a lot of cigars for for other people, you know. So someone will pull, approach Rocky and be like, "Hey, I'd like to start, you know, blend. You know, he'll give you ten blends already done, ready to go. Pick one, you know, which which is, and then sometimes it doesn't work that way." You know, uh, people really, you know, they'll, they'll pick out their blends. When you guys were, were wanting to start your cigar, did you have a, like a starting point? You know, like, um, like you knew what you wanted to, well, what is that process like of, of, of starting a, a cigar? So, you know, we, we have two cigars. We have Blind Faith and we have Gatekeeper. Both were done differently in how we achieved the final product because... You know, we're for blind faith. We're we're learning. You know, we we got to go down to the factories a few times before we had decided that we want to come out with our own cigars. So we got some some knowledge from the factories and and learning about the processes. And you know, we got to screw around with blending our own stuff, which most of it turned out horribly. Um, but when it came to making blind faith, we took a trip that was solely dedicated to making blind faith. And we said, you know, we talked to the the you know the master blenders and, and the owner of the factory and say hey this is what we're looking for what do we do to achieve it how do we get there you know we, okay. know, we know we want it to be strong so we know we want to use you know lajero we want it to have some sweetness so we want to use maduro and and how does this all come together so we can achieve what we want so yeah we you know we're ultimately blending with you know the people in the factory that that do this on a day to day basis you know how do we how do we achieve that. And so we, you know, we sat there and got to blend, you know, tons and tons of cigars. And then we got to wait for them to age, you know, so they get to the right point. And then you start smoking them. And you're like, all right, this, this sucks. This one's okay. This one's, oh, I really like this one. This one's going in the good pile. And then you start to whittle everything down until you finally get to a handful of cigars that you can see are possibly going to be 
this, you know, blind faith. And then Gatekeeper, uh, you know, when we approached Ernesto, he's like, you know, how do you guys want to do this? And our schedules didn't always match up, but, you know, I'm, Alec and I were able to make our way down to Dominican to, to screw, a lot, screw around a little bit. But when we met Ernesto, we obviously had smoked through his product and we say, hey, we really like, you know, your TAA cigar, which uses this wrapper. And we really like, you know, your, your dust and your La Storia. You know, how do, we, how do we combine some of the things from your different cigars so that we can find a product that we really love? Um, so we came back with a few blends. We, you know, again, kind of willed it down. And then, and then we went down to the factory and, you know, saw, saw how everything works there and how he does different, does things differently from his factory to ours. And ultimately it was a pretty, a pretty not easy process. Cause you know, taking that final cigar, you yeah. know, holds that, that pressure. Um, but you know, like I said, Ernesto is a master at what he does. So when we gave him our notes, he, he knew how to execute and, he let us work side by side with him and, and figuring out how do we how do we get to the your final product all right and how many factories because when your dad first started he worked with some different factories like oh. alec bradley and then alec and bradley um how like what factories are you working with like what countries are your factories in like how many you know are you dealing with just one particular factory so our main factory is rice escudano uh which is in family hundred that's the factory that we kind of grew up with and all this most of the cigars that people know us for like Prensado, like tempest <clears throat> coil um fine wares that come out once a year uh we kind of grew up with them so they're kind of our main factory and we make up probably about 90 90 percent of their production um and then we work with the placentia family and they have their nicaraguan factory and their honduran factory <clears throat> they make things like Black Market and Black Market Esteli. Uh, they, in Nicaragua, they make the American Classic and American Sun Grown. Um, we work with someone newer for us. His name is Jesus Fuego, who worked with, at some point, Rocky in making The Edge, I believe. He makes our Project 40. And then we have Ernesto for Gatekeeper. And back in the day, um, Alec Bradley used to make cigars at Davidoff um, at their factory. Oh, okay. So we only have one cigar that still comes out of there, which uh, is a bundled product called Occidental Reserve. Okay. Yeah, I, I've ah. seen that. Yeah, I, I've seen that on the uh, um, um, some of the big box, you know, online guys. I, I've seen that cigar. I haven't come across that one uh, locally yeah, smoke the Occidental. At, at, at all. You know, so so it makes it nice, especially Placencia, just the wealth of tobacco that is at your disposal. Uh, you know, yeah. with with Placencia. You know, whatever your your heart can can want, you know, they, those guys can get you, you know, anything. Exactly. You know, so um, so um, earlier you you had mentioned uh, 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 giving some blends to the vice president of the company. Now, do you ever see you and your brother, you know, really splitting the companies, and you have your own chain of command, your own vice presidency, your own, you know, your own leadership council, or is it always kind of going to be an an offshoot of <clears throat> um, that's a that's a good question. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily know the answer yet, but the way that that I see it is that Alec and Bradley gives us an opportunity to to give our own spin on on our products and have people know know us for who we are. But 
at the old at the end of the day, Alec Bradley is still sorry about that. No, it's okay. Alec Bradley is is still you know kind of the king. Uh, still, what what you know feeds our family and and all of our staff and all of our sales team. So, and it's the it's the name that people know. So, I, you know, at whatever point in life, I don't know if it ever will happen, but then my father decides to, you know, step down and, and retire, and maybe maybe you know Alec or myself will be in that seat. Um, you know, I see us splitting roles and responsibilities, and you know. I think where I'm, you know, where I'm weak, Alec is strong and vice versa. So I think, you know, our responsibilities will be split and that will not one will be more than the other. Um, but in terms of what will happen to Alec and Bradley, I, I truly yeah. could say it's I'm just kind of along for the ride and and curious to, as for myself to see what happens. Yeah, your dad's never retiring. Like I said, there's a reason why cigar makers live to be like 104, and they're working until they're 104 years old. Your dad is never going anywhere. No. You know, it's, it's it's like it's like these sports. You know, it's like Tom Brady wanting to keep playing for another year. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know, you can't get out. You know, you look at Matt Booth and Mike Giannini. They both tried to get out for a year. And it just sucked them right back in. It's just something about this industry. Yeah, it's uh the industry is definitely a, a cycle. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's almost like don't worry if you lose your job because someone else will hire you. Like there's there's almost no doubt about it. Um, you know, the the industry is, is vicious like that. If if you're not somewhere, you'll you'll find your your way somewhere else. Yeah, look look at look at Jack Tarano. You know, yes. with uh, you know, I yep. mean, that's you know, what I was thinking when he said that, yeah, just that's it. You're you're always you're always going to have a job, you know, and uh, and and you know, so and and your and your dad can't fire you. You have the name of the company, <laughs> you know. So, uh, so my, that's, my mom would be pissed. She would be. Yeah. So are there any other siblings? No, it's just us then. Oh, Okay, so, well that works out then, because wouldn't that have been terrible if uh, you know he named uh, Alec Bradley and then five years later there's another daughter that comes along? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I've had. A few people that said like, "Oh, I thought you had a sister or something like that." And I'm like, man, she really kind of got screwed out of this whole thing. Or that, yeah. you know, her name on it. And I'm like, when did Dad named her cigars. Well, how long have you known that I don't have a sister? Yeah, it, 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 exactly. So, uh, so cool, uh, uh, Bradley. I, I, I want to thank you for coming on and spending an hour and a half of your time with us. Yeah, man. So, uh, it, it's definitely a, a blast, and I, and I'm still working through the Alec Bradley lineup. I'm not through everything. I've bought. I think I've got one of everything. I, I went to my local lounge a month ago, three weeks ago, and bought two of everything that that they had. You know, which was uh, the bulk of your lineup, and, uh, and I've been working through them. And um, so it's. Uh, I'm stoked to see where you know where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I love that you. I think when we were uh, in the in the virtual stream, you're like, "What's this this Max cigar?" And, yeah, and I was like excited for you to ask me about that um, because that's a cigar that we've been making for a long time. And uh, originally, when that came out, every size was sold at five bucks. Yeah, and, uh, and I again, I found a really old one with the old label on it, and it was a, a size we don't make anymore called the Ego. It's uh, I think a forty-eight by nine and three quarters. Good God! <laughs> it's like a three-hour smoke, um, man. So when I went on another show that lasts about three hours, I'm sure yeah. you can figure out which one that is. Yeah. 
I smoked that, and and I still had time for another cigar after that. <laughs> wow. So, so, uh, so yeah. So I'm I'm stoked. The Max is a good cigar too, though. Yeah. Because because I I crave those those um, I don't know just that connection like like everything else like like it really makes me just getting to know you and even doing like the research you know for the show and um um so I really. Um, I really want to delve more into into the lineup because I, I want to see where you guys go, and so I definitely appreciate you coming not only on here, just those virtual herbs. So that so that does prove that that those work, you know, and um, it, it just gets the name out, gets your story out, and um, yeah. it, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, so, man. Hey, thank you guys again so much for for having me on. It's uh, it, this has been a blast. So right on. Next time, we'll uh, uh, bring your girlfriend on. We'll have a bunch of uh, uh, questions for her to ask some weird stuff about you. Oh, she's, uh, way, yeah. she's way cooler than me. So. Yeah. Not, uh, not. Cool. Right on, man. So thank you for coming on and joining us tonight. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Diggins. All right. We'll Thanks, talk to you later. Take care. Thanks. So, <clears throat> all right. Just say uh, what a wonderful interview. I love, I, said, I, I love, you know, making connections just with, that's what I love about the cigar community. You know, just mm-hmm. making those and it, and it's not necessarily with the manufacturers. Look at all the people that's in the um, uh, old school funk. You know, uh, Brad Reith. Yeah. Brad Reith is on. You know, um, <clears throat> I never would have met my brother from another mother without you know the 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 cigar world and you know a lot of these guys in the in the chat panel. These are you know guys that that are some of them are like my best friends that I, that I've never met before. Not you know yep. I can't. You know, I've never met Brad before, and I, I can't imagine going through my life and growing to be an old man without Bradley, you know, Reef there, you know, uh, guiding sure. me, giving me that knowledge. And so that's what yeah. I love about um, uh, the cigar community. Um, so you bet. Um, all right, it's time for another giveaway. It's the uh, uh, the Tapping Ash and Taking Names giveaway. Uh, tonight we're giving away uh, some stuff from our sponsor, Corona Cigar. We've got a hat. We've got uh, four cigars. Uh, a couple of them are the, uh, uh, the the Corona Infused. There's an Acid Infused, and then there's a, a Corona and an FSG. We got a uh, cutter, and we have an ashtray. Um, so we're going to um, we've got the uh, Corona. That logo, man, it's just so regal. It, it, it is. It's so so cool. So we've got the uh, we've got the random letter um, uh, uh, generator oh, wait, you here. Wanna the, you want to do what the other way? You you, you got a uh, you, you got a pile you of band. That? You got a pile of bands yeah, there. I have a pile of bands here, man. One band. All right. So we'll uh, um, uh, we'll, we'll we'll let this go. We'll go like uh, a couple of bands, and then uh, if, if we don't. Get no, 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 no. Yeah, you, you, what we're you, gonna you, do is you've got to hide them off. Is, you got to hide them off camera. You know. No, what and, we're gonna do is everyone in the chat right now, just throw a maker, a manufacturer out there. All right. I'm gonna reach in here. I'm gonna grab one band out, and whoever has named that manufacturer wins. All right, so uh, so everybody's in the chat panel. Just uh, start throwing out some uh, some uh, random uh, yeah. uh, cigar manufacturers. So we've got. Um, um, see, uh, go ahead and pull one, pull one out in uh, off camera. So because I'm going to lose some of these um, if they get too long. Oh, okay. So um, so do you do you know which one you have? Well, here's one that fell. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause, um, 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 then I'll start. So as long as, okay. Well, here's one that fell. 
here's one that fell. I picked it up. So this is where we are. Okay, so I'm gonna start. What, what, uh, so I'm gonna start naming some. So tell me if uh, if, if anybody gets it. So uh, we've got uh, Drew Estate, Olive, Dunbar. Winner, winner, winner. Which one was that? Drew Estate. Drew this Estate. This is a band from. This is a band from a Shady XX. Oh, Shady right 20. on. Shady Twenty. That is uh, uh, Chico Ray. Chico Ray got the uh, uh, the Drew Estate. So uh, so right on. Um, and then I've got. <laughs> Um, so Chico, you know how to get a hold of me, kevincigarpop.com. And then I'm going to go over to, I've got, um, we're going to give away a couple of these, but these are for the people that, that commented on the video here Yeah. or so, um, uh, if anybody happens to be on that, that one, um, I'll, uh, uh you'll know tonight. So, um, let me, uh, just choose, uh, uh, pick a winner and, um, where is my pen? Um, oh, Martina Maya cigar reviews. So he won a nub tool, and then I got two of them here. So let's pick another one. Um, Brett M. So I don't, I didn't see Brett tonight. So all right. So uh, Brett M. and Martina Maya. Uh, I will uh, get with those guys and um, and pick out a um, um, or, or get theirs uh, get their info. So next week, uh, next Sunday night, we have a uh, uh, Kevin Perro from the New England Cigar Militia. And uh, I believe he's bringing on a special guest. I'm not sure yet. Um, he's trying to get that special guest and trying to get us some cigars from that special guest because nothing sucks worse than having a guest on. A, that never having sm having never having smoked their cigars and, you know, um, trying to ask questions about the company <laughs> when, when you don't know who this guest is. Yeah. Um, so, um, and then... Uh, then next Monday night, uh, Diggins and I will be on with uh, Jeff Borshowitz and Pete Johnson of Tatuaje Cigars for a Cinco de Mayo uh, celebration. So that's going to be super cool. So as always, if anybody needs any, I tap that gear merchandise, uh, head over to cigarprop.com or tap that cigar.com. Uh, make sure you look down in the show notes before uh, down below. Um, there is a great deal from uh, Cigar Bundles of Miami. Um, for some of their, uh, we got a 10% or 15% off coupon code for, for their Miami hand rolls. We got a 25% off, which, uh, which I reached out to them today and I go, Hey, was that a mistake? Uh, -huh. uh giving the 25% off some of those cigars that were that already 50% already... off. And he goes, that's what we want to do for your listeners. So, um, so yeah, so I think one of those bundles is on sale for, I think it's like 20, 25 cigars for like $39.99. And then, and then you can get 25% off of that. So, I mean, you're, you're getting cigars for a dollar, you know, yeah. so it's a, uh, it's great. And they're good cigars. Jessica and I smoke them uh, often. So definitely check all the show notes down below. Uh, there's links and the coupon codes that are in there to, um, um, to get those cigars. And um, we will, uh, we got to do um, our outro here. And uh, we will see you guys uh, next uh, next Sunday.